I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, the preseason has come to an end. And we officially are about 10 days, I would say, if my math is correct, and it sometimes not. But the bottom line is, preseason's over, and I guess we could say, even though technically the regular season is not yet here, we can set our full sights on the regular season because, well, now the Cowboys have to get ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And God knows how tough that's going to be for Dak Prescott and company. Well, honestly, I can honestly say it was not the best preseason. 0-4. Well, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and they say this while I was actually uh, Ubering. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, as part of paying my dues, yeah, I, I do Uber, you know, and... I was listening to the game as I was driving, and I believe it was it was uh, Mr. Brad Sham, you know, the longtime announcer for the Cowboys, said, "Look, preseason games might not count, but they do matter." And by God, he is absolutely right. Yeah, preseason games might not count, but they do matter. And I've been saying this for many times because preseason games is about seeing who's going to make the team. It's about seeing who is good enough to make the team, who's good enough to be, who's good enough to to be on the fifty-three man roster. I mean, who's gonna earn that spot? You know, and like I said, you know, it's not for it's not for everybody. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, listening to Brad Sham say that it might not count, but it matters. I mean. I just want to, you know, shake Brad Sham's hand, and, you know, and just, you know, give him a good amen because he's absolutely right. And I, and I've been saying this for a long time. Okay, I, I've been saying, you no know, preseason games have to be treated with importance. They got to be taken seriously because, look, you know, I get it. It's not like the regular season; you don't see the starters. But you know, you, when you when you're in the situation like me, you know, sports writing, podcasting, and you want to see who's gonna make the team. You want to see who's gonna make a name for themselves. You know, a guy that we never heard of impresses in preseason earns a spot on the 53-man roster, and then impresses all season. I mean, I, I in that particular scenario, okay, I would remind everybody, at the very beginning, we had never heard of this guy. He was a nobody. And now look at him. Dominates the preseason, dominates the regular season, and now everybody's talking about him. I mean, even to the point where the dude's trending on Twitter. See, see that's why I say take the preseason seriously because you never know when the unknown guy is going to make such an impact, he's going to be trending on Twitter for weeks, He's gonna be ultimately recognized, and he ends. And, and chances are, he'll end up being the the face of the franchise in the near future. You never know, okay? Because let, let's be honest, how many guys have been undrafted or were drafted late in the rounds, end up being a huge success in the NFL? I mean, Tom Brady, for example. Let's not forget, Tom Brady was a seventh round draft pick. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I was saying. Never underestimate the preseason because you never know when you, you you're gonna see a dude who, at the very beginning, he may be a nobody. But you never know where that nobody is going to be a household name and eventually the franchise of the team. 
So anyway, as far as this preseason goes, it was certainly a very tough one because overall, you know, it's just so overwhelming. Because you know, and I'm having, and I'm having such difficulty speaking because of how overwhelming it is. The Cowboys did some good things, some bad things, but you know, based on how this preseason went. I feel the same way I always feel about the Dallas Cowboys when the preseason is over and we are now fully setting our sights on the regular season. 50-50, perhaps a bit of a skeptic, but I like to say honestly because I want to keep it, I want to have as much faith as I can, as difficult as it is with the Dallas Cowboys, but I prefer to be more optimistic rather than a skeptic. But the truth is, it, it, it's all conflicting in my head, and my head is spinning right now, and, and God knows, you know, how out of control it is, and, well, it's a very difficult situation in my case, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, but nonetheless, well, the fact that we gotta, the fact that we gotta start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, well, you know, that, that, that was certainly, I mean, of course, you know, they gotta pick the Cowboys, you know, but, but at the same time, the fact that we get to open the season against the Buccaneers, I mean, it's exciting, you know, but you know, first things first is you know I'm thinking about Dak Prescott. I know Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott didn't play a single snap this preseason. Okay. Now let's keep in mind Dak Prescott might not have played, but you know Dak Prescott had warmed up with the team. You know we, he had thrown, and as a matter of fact, I believe today a source indicated that he was quote good to go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. You know, actually, and this headline had it in quotes, so I'm like, okay. I mean, you know, it's a theory. I mean, you know, and I, I don't remember exactly. I think it, maybe it was ESPN, maybe it was blogging the boys. I mean, whoever it was, like I said, you know, it was he was quote good to go, but you know, I, I believe he'll be ready to go. You know, when we hit when we hit uh, when we hit the uh, when we hit the date. So, so when we get to that date, I should say, yeah, we'll see. But. We gotta talk about you know how this preseason went. I mean, a, a lot of mistakes, especially in the final game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, there was no imp- okay. Perhaps it's not fair to say there was absolutely no impact. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys did score fourteen points, okay, and, and then one at least one turnover was forced. But let's make no mistake, the Cowboys did not play good against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But then again, the the starters were not in the game. So from what I understand is that. Cooper Rush actually came in as a starter, but and you know of course you know after last week I would have said Cooper Rush is now likely to be the the backup quarterback, but now I'm having second thoughts again. I mean at, at this point you know Garrett Gilbert and, and Cooper Rush overall not the best preseason, but I guess at this point because Garrett Gilbert has the veteran expertise and the veteran status. My guess is that he's going to be named Dak Prescott's backup, but overall, the Dallas Cowboys don't seem to have a backup quarterback because whether it's Cooper Rush or, or Garrett Gilbert, the bottom line is both these guys did not have a very good preseason. I mean, Cooper Rush played well in the, last, in the game against the Texans, but but Cooper Rush in the game against Jacksonville on the start didn't go so well. I mean, he finished four for eight for sixteen yards. Anyway, but it was good to see Garrett Gilbert come in the game, 9 for 16, 87 yards, and he threw a touchdown, and Ben DiNucci even had a touchdown. But backup quarterback position, there's a huge question mark over it right now. But like I said, it's obviously going to be Garrett Gilbert, and if it's not, 
I'll certainly be surprised, but then again, you know, of course, I'll say, I'll come here and say, well, I was wrong. So, <clears throat> as far as Benzinucci goes, I'll, I'll be surprised if he, if he makes the 53-man roster. I'll, I'll, I will definitely be surprised. I think the practice squad is, is where he's going to end up. But... For Ben Nucci, I mean, it, 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 a very unconvincing preseason, very unconvincing. So, and speaking of the, of the backup quarterback position, I believe it was on Saturday where it was reported that the Jacksonville Jaguars traded Gardner Minshew to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. Even though a, I, I did see this guy on Twitter flirt with the idea of acquiring Gardner Minshew to be Dak Prescott's backup. Of course, I saw the comments. Some people said, okay, that maybe that would work. But, of course, you know, there's all the people who obviously disagree. But, of course, they got to do what they do best. You know, the fact that they disagree, they got to utilize the – they got to utilize this – they got to utilize the situation to say disgusting things. Look, if you disagree, just say so. There's no need to insult the person. There's no need to be an absolute dick. I mean, come on, grow the F up. All right? Seriously. Besides, you're on social media, but you – you know, you got to be careful what you say, guys. And look, the bottom line is, look, if you disagree, just say so. There's no there's no need for hateful comments. But, but anyway, I personally would have... I would have loved to have uh, Gardner Minshew as Dak Prescott's backup. But the problem is, in that case, I mean, Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback. And, and Gardner Minshew has really proved himself. So, Gardner Minshew really has earned the right to start more games. So... But then again, you know, Philadelphia, that might not happen. You know, of course, I know something happens to Jalen. But going back to the Cowboys, you know, looking at these running backs that play today, we, we obviously all know that Zeke is obviously the starter, and Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard is definitely going to be the Zeke's backup. So now I guess the question is, who's third string and fourth string? I mean, right now we don't know if the Cowboys plan to stick with three running backs or have four. <laughs> But, you know, the wide receiver core, you know, in this game against Jacksonville, I mean, Malik Turner at three catches for 26 yards. Seat me, Fihoko, three catches for 21 yards. I mean, you know, and, and for Cooper Rush, I can't throw all of it on him because, you know, the wide receivers, on, from what I was listening on the on the radio, that the wide receivers were not doing their jobs right. So that's why you can't pin it all on Cooper Rush. I mean, like, I, you know, that's what I said, you know, Dak Prescott needs to make the throws, but the wide right receivers need to do their job too. Like I said, this is teamwork. This is not an individual effort. This is all teamwork. You got to work as a team. That's how you win. You work as a team, you win as a team. All right? It is teamwork. Okay? Everybody's got to do their job. Everybody needs to know their role and shut their mouth. And yes, I am quoting the people's champ, the great one, The Rock. So, anyway. I don't want to go too deep in, in, into these positions, but I just have to be honest. Uh, as far as these final preseason thoughts, you know, and, and I made the point clearly uh, earlier. You know, there's the conflict. I mean, part of me is skeptical, part of me is optimistic. The bottom line is, I mean, the fact that those two are so conflicting in my head—the skepticism and the optimism—I just speaking. And I'm going to do the just say is you know, the best way to to fight around you know the conflict between the skepticism and optimism is I'm just going to sit there I'm going I'm just going to wait and see 
Okay. I'm going to wait and see because that's really all I can do. You know, I'm going to watch the game against Tampa, and then I'll be, be, I'll be here, you know, to, to recap the game. And, and I do plan on doing a preview, and, and I hope to get Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, uh, back on for this. I'm sure everybody would love to hear from him again. I, am, I certainly would myself. But I, I, I just, you know, based on all, all the comments, I mean, really, this game against Jacksonville was, you know, in, in, in the words of Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, Repugnant, repulsive, fraud, fraud, fraud. And be believe me, that is 100% accurate as far as quoting Wiley goes. But, you know, I, I got to talk about the defense. Number one, you know, okay, another frustrating thing is that Kelvin Joseph got hurt, apparently with, with a groin injury. Ugh, I mean, that, that frustrated me. I, I mean, even though I, I guess we all, I, I guess personally I should have saw the this coming, I mean, the fact that Kelvin Joseph wasn't going to go in, as, in in the game against Tampa as a starter, but as a backup, whatever, look, Kelvin Joseph was our second-round pick. I mean, the expectations for him are high. So, so for him to get hurt, you know, in the final preseason game, and, you know, it's a groin injury, we don't even know when he's going to be back. I mean, we don't, I mean, I would say right now there's a 50-50 chance of him playing against Tampa, but if he's clear to play, obviously, it's going to be a very limited role. I mean, he'll probably come in for a few snaps. I mean, we don't know yet, but... You know, problem is, you know, Nashawn Wright. I mean, Nashawn Wright didn't have a good game. I mean, even Kelvin jo Kelvin Joseph. I mean, he and Wright just got torched on several plays. And and I said that, I said this at the very beginning. Nashawn Wright needs to be given the ch the chance. And at this point, he had you know he he had been given his chances. So if he doesn't make the team, then it, then it is what it is. I mean, to be fair, he had his chances. And you know, like that, like that, you got to earn it. So, and I said, look, we give the guy a chance and. There you go. Like one more time, he he got his chances, and you know now it's up to Mike McCarthy, and we'll see. You know, and, and I should mention this particular game against Jacksonville. Kellen Moore did not call the plays. As a matter of fact, who called the the man who called the plays against Jacksonville is actually the Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks coach. And there's actually a very interesting story about the about our quarterbacks coach. Uh, his name is Doug Nussmeyer. You know the fact of the matter is is that Doug Nussmeyer formerly was a coach at the University of Alabama. He was the offensive coordinator. And you know, and I, and I'm looking at his resume right now. You know, you know Alabama. You know, two years as the offensive coordinator, 2012 and 2013, and. There was that game in 2012 between the University of Michigan and the University of Alabama at AT&T Stadium. I actually happened to be working that game. I, for those of you that don't know, yeah, I did formerly work at AT&T Stadium as an usher. But in that particular game, I mean, the Alabama offense just dominated the Michigan defense, and Doug Nussmeyer was calling those plays. So when at first when I saw that the quarterback's coach was calling the plays, I, I wasn't really – I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, well, you know what? Why not? Why not? But then you, you hear, you, you, I'm reminded, you know, of the Alabama thingy, and, you know, in his resume, you know, he was, been a, he was an offensive coordinator for the Washington football team from 2009 to 2011. You know, he was the offensive coordinator at the University of Florida from 2015 to 2017. He was also the quarterback's coach and the offense, as well as offensive coordinator at Florida. So, obviously, my man, uh, Darnell, the playmaker, Solins, is very familiar with this guy. And Doug... Uh, and Doug has actually um, been with the Cowboys since 2018. Uh, for 2018 and 19, he had been the 
tight ends coach before moving to the quarterback's coach position uh, last year. So, so I thought, you know what, why not? And, um, you know, Dan Quinn's been on the uh, on, on the COVID nineteen protocol uh, uh, since last since last game against the Texans. I believe the defensive passing game coordinator Joe Witt, I believe, was calling defensive plays. I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can confirm, but yeah, let me see. Uh, like that, yeah, totally was. So, and as far as Dan Quinn goes, I mean, the deep, with the bad performance from the defense against the Jaguars, I mean, there's no doubt he's probably he's he's really got to be unhappy with what he's seen. But right now, we just gotta wait. I mean, got away from to come back. I mean, the the the, the stress. I mean, this this whole thing with these protocol lists. I mean, I'm, I'm just I, I it's it's just concerning me. It's killing me because, you know, the Cowboys need everybody healthy and ready to go. Everybody needs to be present, okay? So, and be, and because, you know, the, we've still got, you know, a bit of time, you know, before the Cowboys play Tampa, they'll play um next, uh, not, well, not this coming, exactly next week, actually, because as I'm recording right now, it is Monday morning. So, yeah, next week the Cowboys will play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on September 9th. So, so hopefully Dan Quinn can return, you know, the defense can, you know, he love I mean, Neville Gallimore, it was said today that he'll come back in October, but, you know, like I've said before, I'm pretty sure it's it's going to be longer than that because you never know. If he comes back sooner and he plays great, then, well, there's a blessing for you, but, yeah. But, you know, Thursday, September 9th is really, is really not far away. I mean, it's next Thursday, and, well... Less than two weeks, but you know it's not gonna feel it's not gonna feel like this long. So it's gonna come quicker than you think. So, so the bottom line is the Cowboys need to get it together, offense and defense. You know, in earlier earlier last week, it was reported that Lyle Collins uh, suffered a quote stinger at practice. So, I mean, that that was really that that was really frustrating because we need Lyle Collins. I mean, Lyle Collins missed last year. You know, uh, with serious with a serious injury. And as far as Lyle Collins goes, ever since he supposedly left practice, there has been no reports. So that could indicate that it's that there's no serious thing. But you know, but a stinger, you know, knowing that a stinger is, I mean, we're we're gonna need him for him to be. Uh, well, we're gonna need him to be 100. percent So uh, I can all I can say is I hope he's healthy because you know he's gonna be needed. He's gonna be needed for Week One. I mean. Need the offensive line to help both Dak Prescott. You know, we need the running game. I mean, the offense needs to be balanced, but the team needs to be balanced overall. We need a decent defense and decent offense. And well, there's where there's that there's where the skeptic the skepticism and the optimism really conflict big time, and it's happening once again in my freaking head, ladies and gentlemen. So, that being said, well. As disappointing as as despite all the disappointments from this preseason, I'm not gonna deny the fact that there has been some positive things. The Cowboys defense, you know, is still, you know, struggling. I mean, they keep on these weren't the starters, but still, I mean they're the bottom line is they're still being beaten. There's, you know, costly penalties. You know penalties has just been a problem with the Cowboys for for the longest time, but Starting today, I would imagine the Cowboys go to uh, will be practicing today on Monday. 
this week is going to be a very important week of practice. I mean, every practice is going to be important before the Cowboys get on the plane and fly to Tampa, Florida. So these practices are going to have to be taken extremely seriously. Okay, Double hell, triple the effort, triple everything, you know, work hard. Okay, you are going against the defending Super Bowl champions. Okay, and and the way it looks at it on paper is that the Buccaneers can easily destroy the Cowboys. I mean, Buccaneers amazing on offense, amazing on defense. They have everything. Okay, and the Cowboys themselves they need to be firing on all cylinders. Okay, we're gonna need an impressive performance from Dak Prescott. We're gonna need an incredible running game. Okay, we're we're gonna need need the Cowboys defense. They're gonna need to sack the quarterback, force some turnovers, force some stops. Again. The team has to be balanced, but overall, what's important is that the Cowboys need to work together. They gotta trust each other. Like I said, know your role, okay? And of course, since I love to quote the People's Champ, the Brahma Bull, the Rock, know your role and shut your mouth. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so that's it. That's it. So, regardless, you know. Even though the season doesn't doesn't seem to be shaped like it's gonna be a, a good season for Dallas, I mean, I'll be honest. A lot of critics, I mean, some a lot of critics have said the Cowboys win the NFC East. Most will say that the Giants are gonna win it. I mean, let's. I mean, of course, some some people believe that Washington could win it, but let's keep in mind there has been a repeat of the NFC East champions in a very very long time. And I have to be honest. The Giants probably are the true favorite to win the NFC East because, you know, of their free agency, of how they, they did in the draft. And, you know, if the Cowboys can win the NFC East and, you know, have a respectable record, then, you know, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll come here and, you know, I'll, I'll tell the truth. I'll admit that I was wrong. I'll, I, I won't sugarcoat it because that's not me. I'll just tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And when I'm wrong, I'll admit that I'm wrong. Y'all, y'all know me, so, yeah. I, I expect me to, just, you know, be my true self, so. But right now, I have the Cowboys losing by about 7 points. But I can still see the Cowboys putting up a very good, solid performance. So right now, I don't see the I don't see the final result being a loss for the Cowboys. I see it more as a losing effort. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, a losing effort is different than a loss. A losing effort means like you played hard from kickoff to the final kneel. You just come up short, but you played well. Showed a lot of heart, showed a lot of guts, never gave up. There's the losing effort for you. If you had you dominated yourself, there's the losing. That's that's the losing effort right there. Now, a loss would be like if the Cowboys are down by 28 points in the fourth quarter and then we manage to score 21 points and still lose. Well, there's the garbage time stats right there, and that is not good. So, I, And I don't want to see that anymore. I don't want to see any garbage time stats. I want to see the Cowboys dominate from the beginning play solidly from the beginning, play solid football, and win some football games. That's what the Cowboys need to do this season. Win some football games in order to have a chance of winning the NFC East and try to make a deep run to the playoffs. Now, unfortunately, all this is probably a pipe dream, but because of the how the Cowboys look right now, it it's, doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Again, you know, like I've said you know, at least three times already, the skepticism, the optimism are fighting in my head, and it's out of, it, it's completely out of control. I mean, right now it's like basically like a brawl, you know, fighting all over the arena. It, it's basically a false count anywhere match. But, but the, to close out the final thoughts in the preseason, the, the preseason just was a bit frustrating. It caused, you know, brought up a lot of questions and concerns, but 
it, it's been like that with the Cowboys. That that's the preseason for you, but I expect a fifty-three man roster to. Uh, well, I'm not sure exactly when the final roster will be announced, but I I, I expect the the right decisions to be made, like you know the right names to be on the fifty-three man roster because you know that 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 that's how it is. But you know when the, when the final roster does come in, I I will provide an update and well. Hopefully the right guys are on the right spot, so that's all I can say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before now, now, now I, I, I want to get to something. You know, I, I thought about closing up, but you know what? I, I'm not, I'm not finished yet. So now that I'm done with the final preseason thoughts, you know, I kind of went, you know, overall, you know, did did some, you know, digging, you know, to, to prove my points. You know, the, so the final thought is, preseason wasn't the best, but it always is. It's the preseason. And I'll be honest, the last time the Cowboys went winless in the preseason, they won, they won the NFC East and won 12 games. So maybe, maybe we'll see something like that again. But <clears throat> but now from where we are, well, as we close it, I think the mentalities now change. Okay, the preseason is over. The Cowboys know that you really you got you got to prepare like big time. So. So, so as far as the preseason thoughts, you know, as far as the Cowboys goes, I, I guess uh, from from an early uh, perspective is, um, I think the Cowboys offense is definitely gonna have the is, is gonna have great potential, but, but you know, it's it, it's really a theory. It's just you know I, I can I can always assume that, but you know at the end of the day, it's the final results that's that's gonna tell the true story. So. I mean, really, I, I guess, you know, best thing to do would be to to leave it at that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. How about them, Cowboys? <laughs>